Hello and welcome to the Clutch Tennis Podcast. Uh, this week we're joined by Jack and Luke. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. Hello there. Um, Luke is feeling particularly brilliant today after not drinking any units of alcohol last night. So he'll be very excited to hear that this week's a special episode looking into the ATP World Tour Finals at the O2 in London. Um, it's a unique event. And for those who don't know how it, how it sort of works, um, it's the top eight players in the world um, split into two groups of four. Um, obviously, they play a round-robin stage in the groups and then um, a semi-final and a final to determine basically who is the form player at the end of the year. Um, this year, we have uh, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Dominic Thiem, Alexander Zverev, Daniel Medvedev, Andre Rublev, um, Diego Schwartzman, and... Oh, God, who's the other one? Uh, Sitsi. Ah, yes. Um, and Stefano Sitsipas uh, making the lineup. Um, so we're going to do it a bit differently to how we would do normally. Um, we're going to start off by just talking about who we think is going to top each group and uh, who we think is going to win the overall event. And then we'll have a little bit of a breakdown probably about maybe each player or each match as we go. Okay, so um, we'll probably kick things off in that uh, looking at our, our group winners then. So I'll open the floor to you two on this and let's start with group A, okay? Uh, the group with uh, Novak Djokovic. I should probably say that the groups are... Um, group A is Djokovic, Medvedev, uh, Zverev and Schwartzman. And Group B is Nadal, Team Tsitsipas and Rublev. Okay, so if we go for Group A to begin with, um, and maybe Luke, if you want to open up on your feelings on this one to begin. Um, yeah, this, this, this is a hard group to call, really. I think, um, I think Schwartzman could be in real trouble here because... Um, uh, Medvedev, judging from the, the Paris final, uh, he, he looked like the um, the player we saw at the back end of 2019, who you know won won all those tournaments, final of the U.S. Open, um, you know, but basically just a wall from the back and just hitting these bomb serves. Zverev playing very well, also, and Djokovic is is just Djokovic. Um, <laughs> Not much more needs to be said about him. Um, so, yeah, if I had to pick two to go through, it would probably be um, Djokovic and Medvedev. Okay, yep. Uh, good points. And uh, Jack, do you have anything different to say? Yes, uh, I do actually, yes. My thoughts on the Tokyo 1970 group, as it's called, <laughs> are... Uh... <laughs> Oh, the, uh, yeah, I think that Djokovic will top the group. Um, rightful favourite to win the entire event. Um, anything that contributes to his standing in the GOAT race these days, he seems to get himself up for. Um, but uh, I think Zverev will sneak second place. Um, you know, Medvedev's quite hard to read. I mean, he's been not very good apart from... <coughs> apologies. Apart from last week. Um, I think Zverev could have won the match on Sunday. Um, I think the likelihood is that Schwartzman will end up with zero wins. I think he could beat any of them on a day, but he definitely won't beat all of them. Um, so I think that 
I narrowly, I'm just going to go for the newfound consistency of Zverev to um, to get the uh, the second place. Just because I think he'll get uh, at least a couple of wins. I think he's more likely to beat Djokovic than than anyone else in that group. Okay. Yep. Uh, no, I I agree with what you said there. Although I'm going to come in on a slightly different tact and say that I think Schwartzman's going to top the group. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't think Schwartzman's going to win a match. <laughs> zero wins and possibly zero sets for Schwartzman. Um, but uh, in the race of three, therefore, between uh, Djokovic, uh, Zverev and Medvedev, it's going to be a really tight thing. Um, I think it's the first year in a long time where there's, I don't think it's likely to happen, but there's a genuine possibility that Djokovic doesn't make it out of the group. Um and I know I know it's happened on occasion previously anyway, but um, I this year I think there's a real chance of that happening just from the outset. He could feasibly lose to both Zverev and Medvedev. Um, I think he he would be favourite against either of them, to be honest with you. And I agree with what you're saying, Jack. I think just because of the form of Zverev at the minute and the way he's been serving more impressively than anything else, um, he has a chance of of upsetting Djokovic a little bit. Um, and as you say, he lost to Medvedev the other week, but I think a bit of that was Masters final nerves, uh, coupled with um, just general sort of match play fatigue, if you will. Um, but he, he still took a set and looked relatively good for at least a set and a half of that match. So um, for me, Djokovic to top it, Zverev to come second. But don't be surprised if, if Medvedev sneaks it. Or even if Djokovic doesn't make it through, would be would be my thoughts on that. Um, so we'll actually what we'll do is I'll ask you guys if you think that there's any truth to what I've said there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, did Djokovic get knocked out in the groups last year? Right, have I dreamt that? I can't remember if it was last year before because uh, he lost to Federer. Um, yeah, because it was Sitsipas. Sitsipas beat Federer in the semis, and Team beat. Uh, yeah, Djokovic lost two matches because he lost a t- uh, lost to team and Federer in the group, so he would have gone out in the groups. Uh, it was last week where he fell out, uh, but uh, I mean nobody would last year. I don't think. Whereas this year, I think people genuinely like. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think I think that that I think he will qualify if you push me. Um, but I, I I do see where you're coming from because as much as I said that like, anything that contributes to the goat debate seems to get him going. This isn't quite as strong as as a Grand Slam. Like last year, he was like very average in London, and um, it could be the case again. And I think that Medvedev and Zverev both have the game to trouble him if he's not quite fully there. So, yeah, I think he will qualify, and I think he will get he'll get two wins. But um, no, I, I think you're right. Actually, I didn't really think about it, but I think major would be majorly shocked if he didn't make it out of the group. But I think if he makes it out of the group, he'll he'll win the event. Okay. Um, yeah. So so we'll move on then to to Group B, which I'm sure you know the bizarre name of Jack. London 2020. Right. Fantastic. Um, okay. And as I said previously, this group is uh, Nadal, Rublev, Sitsipas, and Team. Um, what I think is a much more a mixed group, if you will, lots of different play styles um, and 
quite frankly, I think it's a very 25% each player, <laughs> really, looking at this one. Um, obviously, Sitsipas, uh, one of the bigger names, having won the event last year. Um, but you can't you can't look past uh, Team Ornadal, really. And Rublev on the current form. Um, I think you have something specific to say about this group, Luke, so I'll let you open up on this one. Um, yeah, I've, the, as you said, this is a very, very even group. I think all, all four players um, have a pretty good chance of getting out of it. Um, I, think, I think there is a realistic uh, chance that Nadal doesn't make it out um, just because, well, his, his record on indoor hard is, is not good. I wasn't impressed with him in Paris um, last week, whenever it was. Um, I mean, Rublev is on fire at the moment. I know he lost to to Wawrinka, but um, that that might have done him some good because he's played a lot of tennis recently. And, you know, he's had you know a, a solid week and a half of rest now to to prepare for this um, team. He's is a bit of an unknown because he's only played um, one hardcore event since um, since the US Open, and he went out to he lost to Rublev, didn't he? Um, yes. Yeah, in the yeah. quarters, and I think before that he beat Sach- Sachko, was it, and so, uh, someone else, <laughs> <laughs> someone else you'd you'd expect him to beat. Um, Sitsi is his form's a bit bit up and down but I mean he's well he's, he's got the game to beat anyone really what he he won the event last year on debut so he knows um, he likes the conditions so yeah I think um, hmm. I'm going to go with my heart here and, and say Rublev and team to qualify okay uh, and Jack uh, yeah, I think that uh, Sitsipas is, this sounds weird to say, likely to finish bottom of this group if I had to uh, to make a punt. Um, I think that my two favourites to get through are Rublev and Nadal. Not sure about a team and Sitsipas's uh, tomorrow's match. It's, it's interesting that they play each other first because uh, that will, I think, be quite a good indicator of where they're both at because they're both quite hard to read at the moment. But um, I suspect Nadal, Nadal beats its pass here last year. I expect unless its pass plays really well, the the matchup and the the technicalities of the matchup means that Nadal is would be quite a heavy favourite to come through there. Um, I think that tomorrow versus Rublev and Nadal tomorrow is quite interesting. Um, you know, the match could go either way. I think that whoever wins that match is pretty much. 80% there in terms of qualifying already, um, just because I think those two are pretty significant uh, favourites to, to qualify the group. Um, I'm going to go Nadal top, Rublev second, team third, Sitsipas fourth. Okay. Um, that's interesting how you've gone about that one, because I, I completely agree about Sitsipas. He's my nailed on bottom of the group. I've been underwhelmed by him in all of his events lately. Um, including on the indoor hard courts, um, especially in Paris, where I mean, I'm amazed he took a set off Humbert. To be fair, uh, to be fair, um, that was a very, very tired performance from from Humbert. And um, quite honestly, Sitsipas 
frauded a second set of him. Um, and then somehow, despite the fact that the Frenchman could barely walk, still managed to lose. Um, so, yeah, Sitsipas, not not for me this week. Um, it's not, it's not going to happen. Um, but I disagree about Rublev. Um, I, I wonder if the occasion might get a little bit the better of him. He still does have mental weaknesses, which, although much improved, they are still apparent. Um, and just looking at the matchups this week, um, Rublev likes somebody who, who puts the ball in a position where he has a bit more time on his forehand. Um, not saying he can't attack off the backhand, but it's a little bit less consistent and he does have a little bit less firepower. What you said about Nadal versus Rublev, I think that's a really bad matchup for him. Somebody who's going to make a lot of balls and somebody who's going to hit horribly, uh, sort of occasionally loopy, occasionally uh, fast-paced balls at his backhand off that forehand. It's going to be, it's going to not be a great matchup for him. I don't think he's going to win that one. Um, I mean, anyone can lose to Sitsipas if Sitsipas plays well. I think he'd beat him. But um, again, that could be a stumbling block for Rublev. Um, and I don't think Dominic Team's going to give him the game that he wants either. I know he beat him in um, Vienna the other week, but that wasn't a great performance from Team, um, and that was Rublev right in the peak of his confidence. Um, it'd be interesting to see how much the Vavrinka knockback um, unsettles him coming into this. Um, but if I had to pick a, a group winner, I'm going Nadal. Um, if I had to pick a runner-up, I'm going for Team with Rublev coming third and uh, six past fourth. Um, so that's our, our sort of analysis of the groups. Uh, just nice and quickly, Jack, I know you've already said you think Djokovic to win the event overall. Uh, do we have any differing opinions, Luke? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it, it depends where his, where, where his motivation's at, really. Um, you know, a, a fully motivated Djokovic beats anyone at the moment, really, especially on indoor hard. Um, so yeah, it depends on his his motivation really. Um, if yeah, if if I had to pick, I'd go Djokovic. Um, if um, I'm I'm not sure who this who the second favorite is really. Hmm. Okay, um, for me, I'm gonna just jump in and say that. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit and say I would love it if Nadal would win this for the first time ever. I don't think he's going to. Um, my paper favourite, and this is partially just because I love him to pieces. Um, <laughs> every week, every week, um, without fail. <laughs> I just I just think he's won it before. He's got the game to challenge anybody out here. I, I, I think Djokovic will dread playing him, you know. I, uh, I think he's... He's gonna, he's gonna ruffle some feathers this week, um, and I'm being, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna pass comment on obviously his personal life issues at the minute, but just looking at it from a sporting perspective, I think it's a huge mental improvement from Zverev that he's displayed, just in the fact that he's purely able to, to almost put that completely to one side. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think most people look at Basilashvili, for instance. Not a player of the same caliber, but he's barely won a set since he's had his issues. Um, Zverev, by contrast, I think it shows his development as a psychologically as an athlete. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm starting 
to uh, wonder if Zverev is actually human with the lack of emotion that's been on display. But uh, that's a debate for another day. Uh, I think it's li- likely that the winner does yeah. come from the Tokyo 1970 group, uh, if I'm being honest, because I, I think I would have Medvedev and Zverev favourites against Team and Tsitsipas, for sure. Um, and Medvedev's been a bad... Medvedev and Zverev actually have been bad matchups with Rublev in the past. Um, <clears throat> so I would say that the likelihood is that the first and second favourites are out of both the Tokyo group. Um, so, yeah, I think that whoever tends to come out of there will will win. Um, yeah, I don't think Nadal's going to win either. I think that Nadal can beat anyone on a day. Obviously, of course he can. But... Um, I think that there will be a match where he doesn't play very well. And if it's the semis or the final, it, it, you know, if he gets that far, I think it could be one of them. Um, so as much as I would, yeah, I too I, would like I him to it, win. Sorry, go on. No, I, I think it's quite interesting what you say there about the first and second favourites coming from that first group. Because if we reverse two years um, to the year where Zverev won, um, it was pretty much exactly the same discussion everyone was having uh, that year, really. I mean, other than your, your Federer fanatics, um, people were looking at it and saying um, the group that Djokovic was in was was horrendously overpowered, really. Um, I mean, both Zverev and Djokovic coming from that group, Djokovic beating him comfortably in the group stage um, and then having to actually play each other again in the final. Um, and I do wonder if that's going to be another a repeat this year, really. Um, where, but I'm not saying it's necessarily going to be Zverev and Djokovic, but I could very easily see the the winner and runner-up coming from that group, them playing each other again in the yeah. final, which adds a really interesting dynamic to that match because you've got the whole mental uh, uh, resilience, if you will, of, okay, I've lost to him in the group stage. Can I beat him in the final if he's already beaten me on this surface? Or vice versa, you've got the guy who won it thinking, bloody hell, I've beaten him already. Do I need to change anything? Is he going to change anything? And it's a bit of a, a mental battle in that respect. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, from my experience in in you know tournaments where this happens and the players are a similar similar level, the majority of time the reverse result happens. I don't know if you have agreed or found this in the past, but say someone. No, I, I do agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it's normally the part who who's won thinks if they just produce that same performance, they'll win again. But the other guy normally comes out and changes something at least because they're all at a level in this top eight in the world. They're all at a level where they can bring something new to the table. Yeah. And you learn more from, from losses and than wins as well is a, you know, so someone might, yeah, you are right. So I might think, Oh, I could do the same thing and win again. Or someone thinks, well, I didn't do this in the last time I, and I lost because of this. And then they change it. And, and there you go. I think it's very fun quite comfortably, didn't he? When they play in the final, it was definitely straight sets anyway. Yeah, it was straight, I think. Yeah, and what he did, he, he yeah, he, he changed it up because he started taking his backhand line way more often against Djokovic in that final. Um, and I mean, all you have to do is watch the highlight reel a couple of times and you just see an endless stream of backhand line winners, really. Um, it was almost taking what Djokovic would do to most people and using it against him. And it was a really interesting one. There was question marks whether or not Djokovic was fully well. I think he might have had the cold or flu or something. But um, but regardless, the way he's changed it up that time round was was quite something. So I think I think you're onto something there, Jack, as well. But that's our 
our sort of winner discussion, if you will. So that's um, that's that. If we now just have a little look through uh, our opening round matches and just give a quick discussion about that, and then we'll probably we'll probably look at the odds on uh, on each of the things we've discussed and uh, leave it there. So we'll open up with um, the matches that are coming tomorrow. Um, so we have first up. Uh, it's team wait, against it's first last year's final. Okay, uh, we have first up team against. Oh yeah. Uh, we have first up team against City Pass, which uh, is last year's final. Um, Luke, what are your thoughts? I think, I think for both players, this is a, a must-win. Really, um, I'm. I think team will win, um, just because. Well, I, I just think he's a better player. Really, I, I don't really see what what City Pass does better than him. Um, but <laughs> well. Yeah, there's not not much not much more to say really. I've I haven't really looked into their head to head, but I I I don't think it's a good matchup for um, for Sitsi. But if if team's not on it, then and you know he could lose, and then he'd be in real trouble for for qualifying for the semis. Um, yeah, um, I'll jump in uh, if that's all yeah, right. I'll just say. Uh, I what you say about if he's not at it, then he'll lose. I genuinely think that's going to be a, a statement we repeat yeah. for every single match. Um, every one of these guys is capable of beating any of the others just due to the nature of the event. Um, in this instance, I can't look past team. Neither of their forms been spectacular, but um, despite the fact that Sits Pass beat him in the final last year, completely different occasion playing him first matchup, um, and. Quite frankly, as you say, I think both with the one-handers, team marginally the, the more aggressive of the two, and especially the way they've been playing lately, he's been the more aggressive. I think that will lend itself well to him. Uh, Jack? Uh, yeah, I think that it's quite hard to read, obviously. Um, there hasn't, there's not a huge sample size in recent times to, to go on. Um, but I think that the only way that you'd be going here is team. Um, yeah, I can't. Of course, I can see Sits Pass winning, but I I, don't, I can't see a scenario where going into the match you think that he's the favourite here. Um, so it's four four three head to head to team. Last year's final was the only indoor hard meeting where obviously went to a final set tiebreak, and Sits Pass won. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure. Uh, and the 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 odds were one to two on the team. Four, they were they're four to so five. um so not yeah, bad. I'm looking. Yeah, sit season. Four to five now. Yeah. Oh bloody hell! Okay, let me let me re-say that then. Um, so the odds are, are four to five on team, which is, is yeah, pretty good there. Pretty good value. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think this. Okay. Sorry, so I think this might be a tournament of in plays potentially. You, you know, because it's within the first sort of four games, you might get a gauge of where someone's at. And say it's two all after the first four, yeah. four games, but someone looks a lot better than the other. You might want to uh, look that way, but um, yeah, I, I think team. I think you can't look beyond team, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's past one either. Okay, and then obviously we have um, Riblev versus Nadal, which is a really interesting one. And the last time I checked, this was at eight to eleven on Nadal yes, to win. You're correct. Um, for me, that's value. 
Um, as I said before, we've already spoken a little bit about this matchup. That heavy whipped uh, lefty forehand into the rib left backhand is going to cause issues. The fact he makes a lot of balls and retrieves really well is going to cause a bit of issue. Um, and I would be very surprised if Nadal didn't bring something different to the table. If he didn't mix it up, come in and maybe a bit more. Um, I think I think he'll win. Might drop a set, but I think he'll win. Um, yeah, I, I would say Nadal in three sets. Um, I say three sets because I think that Rublev could have the level to win a set in the first two and then kind of uh, Nadal's mentality prevails in the third. Um like I think Rublev, in a way, kind of has to win in straights. Otherwise, I think he'll struggle when it gets to a third. We saw it a lot in Paris. Um, when when Nadal went to a third set, he, he looked like rarely troubled in those third sets just because it's like, oh, I, I'm going to beat Nadal. And, and Rublev's not beaten Nadal, to, to my memory. Um, I remember watching, obviously, a completely different Rublev. Uh, US Open, I want to say 2017. Um, and in terms of the match, obviously, Nadal was far better than Rublev then. Um, the match, it just looked impossible for him to win any points. I mean, Nadal won the tournament, so he's obviously playing quite well. But um, he was just like, same intensity, just driving forehands. And he just couldn't get through. I know it's a slightly different court, but I don't expect it to be majorly quick. Um, so I think that could repeat tomorrow. It just saw him like, he was just trying to nail everything. He just wasn't getting past Nadal. Um, and eventually, obviously, Rublev would break down. And I think in a third set, particularly if that that sort of would come to fruition. So I'd expect, I would say a good bet here, if you're a set better person, would say would say Nadal, two sets to one. Uh, I think that's that's what yeah. I'll be going okay. for. Um, well, Luke? I'm going to disagree with you both. I think Rublev's going to win. Um, as, as I said before, I, I just haven't been impressed with Rafa recently on, on the indoor hard. I don't think his, his forehand has the same... Um, the same effect as it does on uh, outdoors. Um, I, just, I just don't think it like it spins up off the surface as much. Um, may, maybe that's just me, but I, well, I just don't. I just don't think it has the same effect. Um, Rublev's backhand is is pretty solid. I've got to say, um, it's improved a lot um, recently, and he can he can hurt you with it. But I mean, his forehand's still the big weapon. Um, yeah, I, I I just think because cause of the way Rublev's been playing recently, I think he's going to win. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't think eleven to ten is amazing value, but it may be worth a single if you're uh, confident like me. Okay, <clears throat> and uh, we'll we'll move on now to the uh, to the other group and just look at the uh, the matches coming up not tomorrow but the next day. Um, kick things off with a nice and quick one. We don't need to go into too much detail with this. Mm-hmm. Djokovic versus Schwartzman. Djokovic is going to win this probably in straights. Just every aspect of the game, really. He's a little bit better than Schwartzman. His movements uh, at least parallel with his. Um, bigger forehand, bigger backhand. Um, the only area which potentially he could he could become uh, troubled with. It's just if the rallies become a bit longer and Schwartzman comes to the net, perhaps, to finish. Because uh, Schwartzman's much better at the net, in my opinion, than Djokovic. But Djokovic, 2-0, really. That's that's going to be the, the pick of the day. Uh, your thoughts? Yes. No contentions. Uh, yeah, Djokovic and straight. Yeah. And Luke? It's, it's a very, very bad matchup for Schwartzman, particularly on indoor hard. Um 
at like well, it's to more of an extent than team sits passing that there's nothing Schwartzman does better than Djokovic. Um, so yeah, Djok- Djokovic in straights. Let's move on. Yeah. I hope Swartman wins. <laughs> okay, and then that's yeah. I hope he does. Um, that's the, uh, the penultimate match, and then the last match is uh, Medvedev against Zverev. Um, an interesting one where the odds are put. Uh, I think they were one to two yeah, on Medvedev, four to six now, which six. Um, for me, four to six now. Okay, but that's still. I still think that's a little bit too heavy in the favour of Medvedev. I know he won the other week, but it was still a very tight match where Zverev, if he just held it together a bit better in the, the key moment of that second set, he could have snatched it. So, I don't know. Um, it's a really tough one. We know what they're both about. Zverev, when he's at his best, he looks to dominate points. He looks to get his backhand into play on that cross court and then finish it down the line. Doesn't want to look to come forward too often, but I mean, if the opportunity is staring him in the face, he will. Um, and as long as his first serve's firing, we know he can serve 80% plus first serves in when he's uh, feeling confident because he's got the height, he's got the, the natural ability with serving. It's a great rhythm, a fluid motion. Um, and he proved that in the first set against Medvedev, who barely was able to touch his serve. Um, and he did it all week, really, in Paris. Um, Medvedev, by contrast, will, will look to elongate the rallies a little bit. He'll look to to carve out angles maybe a bit more to get Zverev off the court. And yeah, we know that he, he's got the game to beat him in that respect. As soon as those rallies go six shots plus, really, I'm saying Medvedev's going to win. And if he can do that more times than not, then fair play to the guy. It also depends how well Medvedev serves because he needs that first serve in play. His second serve is not weak, but it can get hurt. Um, so... I don't know. I'd be saying it's very value, but if you pushed me to who I think is going to win this match, I'd be flipping a coin, to be honest with you. I don't have a pick for this. This is the first time I've ever said that. Um, purely because it's purely because it's Zverev and I love him, I'm going to be saying him. But underdog, you've got to say he's value, I think, in a 50-50 matchup. Probably not one to be, to be betting on, though, to be quite frank. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I, if you push me here, I think Zverev will win. Um, based on what we said um, about the the flip when the result happen, the match happens the second time in a short space of time, and I think that um, Medvedev might have a few demons from last year, where I'm I'm pretty sure he lost all three matches, and then the last one he was five one up against the Dahl with a match point and lost. Um, I just think that I'm still not sold on his year has been so. Um, like fluctuating. No, I I think that it's quite hard to back him to be able to come out and play well again here. Um, but on the other hand, he is quite streaky. He showed with that the summer period of 2019, where he was the best player in the world for a period, um, up until that US Open final, really. Um, but uh, no, I think if you push me here, I would say Zverev. But this is a very tight one to call, and it will just depend on. Um, on who becomes warm with the surface quicker. It might be one for an for an in play if you if you um watch the first first set of the match and, and see what's going on, like it was really with Medvedev winning after dropping the first in the in the Paris final. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Luke. This this may well decide who, who qualifies for the semi 
um, which adds an extra um, bit of interest to it. Um, as you said, I, I can't call this one. Um, yeah, both of them, well, Zverev in particular, um, playing very, very well at the moment um, on the indoor hard. Um, Medvedev winning winning Paris last week. The only match I saw of his was was the final, and and as I said earlier, he looked like the the 2019 Medvedev who beat pretty much everyone. Um, yeah, in yeah, I mean, well, but both players have, have got to serve well as as they did in the Paris final. Um, as, as you said, Charlie, I think if if Medvedev can can stay in the rallies and extend them, then then he'll win. Zverev has got a, he, or as he did in Paris, I think he'll try and be the the aggressor, try and keep the points short. Um. So yeah, um, if if pushed, if if if, if pushed, I'm I'm backing Medvedev, but not want to touch. Okay, and that sort of concludes uh, what we'll, we'll discuss with regards to our first round matches, who we think is going to win. I'll quickly just say the, the odds for, for each player. Uh, Djokovic to win the whole event, 6-4. Medvedev, 4-1. Nadal, 5-1. Zverev, 15-2. Team, 15-2. Rublev, 9-1. Tsitsipas, 12-1. And Schwartzman, 33-1. So out of the picks that we chose, um, obviously you two both went with Djokovic at six to four. Probably still value, to be honest. There, uh, well, I almost thought he would be something like eight to thirteen, bizarrely. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. There are fifty to do. I think is very juicy actually. So um, maybe worth in each way. Uh, but anyway, that sort of um, brings us to the to the end of our podcast. Um, this will be the last podcast for a while, um, unless we choose to to reappear for either a tennis discussion in general or some bizarre challenger event that we take a fancy to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been fun recording these for the last few weeks. So um, hopefully we actually get something right this week and um, we can end on a high. So thanks again, guys. Um, and cheers for listening. Follow the Serving Up Clutch uh, handle on Twitter. Um, at Serving Up Clutch, and uh, listen out for in-play advice. Thank you.